This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch into this live Saturday edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so do enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. So, uh, let's start things out here tonight with what I thought was a stellar email from our buddy Sam in Texas. Sam from the Obscured Truth Network, who if you've listened to this program within the last few weeks, you know that Sam's done some really amazing work in the realm of uh, the government courts. He's gone in with video camera in tow and asked a bunch of questions they didn't like. And well, you can see all the results from that over at ObscuredTruth.com. It's pretty, uh, pretty worth your while. But the other thing that Sam has been doing is he's been preparing for his move here to Keene, New Hampshire, where we broadcast the show from. And in that process, he's kind of been familiarizing himself with the goings-on here in Keene. And one of the, a part of that process has been tuning into a local radio show that airs on Saturday mornings on our affiliate in Keene, WKBK, called Talkback. It's kind of like a political show with local politicians and their sycophants and their buddies calling in and, you know, patting one another on the back, basically. No shortage of those around the nation. Yeah. And so he's uh, called up in the last couple of weeks to talk to the hosts of the program and one of the hosts uh, named Cynthia, nice lady, nice lady, I like Cynthia, uh, she's just, you know, she's uh, indoctrinated pretty heavily into the system. And, in fact, it's pretty, it's so heavy that this morning there was a conversation uh, with her on the air that, where we were talking about zoning and how it's completely unnecessary and that if you own, if you truly own your property, you should be able to do as you please with it uh, without having to ask some bureaucrat's permission first. And so she brought up her pig farm objection. And she says, well, what if you, uh, you know, open up a pig farm across the street from me? Uh, next door. Right. And the funny thing about it was you had called her weeks before and given her that very Months. same and mm. answered that very same uh, concern on her part. So it must have just gone in one ear and then right out the other. And so I called tonight, uh, this morning, and gave her a, a similar explanation. And the answer to that is, is um, even without zoning laws, it is very highly unlikely that someone will open a pig farm next door to your residence because residential property costs more than rural agricultural property. It's an economic thing. Yeah, for the most a lot part. more. And then you there's could also put a much bigger pig farm on, you know, ten acres out in, in you know, some rural area than you could in on, uh, you know, a, 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 a you know, a regular old plot of land, you know, sure. uh, residential plot. You could count. On economics if you wanted to, but just to make sure, you can always enter into a deed restriction uh, situation or a homeowners association where 100% of the property owners will agree to determine, uh, you know, the terms. And then you can be absolutely 100% sure that your neighbor across the street will not open up a pig farm. So there are plenty of ways to deal with that in the marketplace. But my point in bringing that up was uh, it's clear that in order to get through to some of these people with this heavy pro-government indoctrination, we are going to have to repeat our message uh, over and over again. And so Sam has done a really brilliant job of communicating some of the ideas of uh, the free marketplace and voluntarism here in this email to Cynthia. Answering the question, her question to him was, uh, that she thinks that she says, I don't understand how you can choose to obey some laws and not others or pay for some services and not others. 
I think this is one of those ideas that works in theory but not in practice, she says. And she asks, is there or has there ever been a society where it has worked? Well, um, it, it, it's a question that I've been asked, asked often, and I'm not saying I'm a voluntarist, but I, um, you know, I, I would claim that a, the smaller the government, the better. The, the government, uh, you know, the, the, the government's the best that governs the least. You would like, for instance, to not pay for the government schools, but you wouldn't mind paying for fire protection. Right. Um, and I don't. You know, Walmart's down the street and they have uh, deodorant. They don't charge me for the deodorant unless I go in and use the deodorant. Why is it that some government, that a government school can claim that I have to pay for their government school to be run when I don't use it? I'm never going to send my son Jack to a government school. Well, perhaps, never, ever. Perhaps our listeners could answer that question. Why is it that you have to pay for the government schools if you're not going to use them? 800-259-9231 is the number. But Sam had some answers and I thought they were worth sharing. He writes to Cynthia... And this could be to any government bureaucrat that just doesn't understand the free marketplace. He says, I'm sure this all sounds very unusual and far-fetched. Well, government uh, officials really do think that the rest of us could not run our lives without them. They believe Mm. that uh, society, civilization, whatever term they use, is their ant farm to design in in whatever way they wish. I think if somebody wants to uh, grant those government people control over their lives explicitly, then that's their business. But for the rest of us that want freedom... should be able to have that. Anyway, Sam says, I fought Ian's crazy ideas for a year and a half before I finally embraced and adopted my voluntarist views. In your own law, there's a concept called corpus delecti, which says that in order to have a crime, the following must be established. And that is, in every prosecution for crime, it's necessary to have the body or the elements of the crime. So that's the corpus delecti. So above, they say it's necessary to have that in order for there to even be a crime in the first place. Now, elements of corpus delecti include injury or loss or harm, and a criminal agency which causes such injury, loss, or harm need only be proven by a reasonable probability. Unfortunately, your government long ago stopped following its own laws. Ian mentioned jury nullification after this tactic was successfully utilized to assist bringing an end to slavery and later alcohol prohibition. Your government used its government courts, run by government judges, to remove all mention of jury nullification from the courtroom, effectively making it a crime. Now, where's the victim there? Even worse, mentioning jury nullification rights to a juror has resulted in additional charges being filed against an Ed Brown supporter by your government prosecutor because he told the jury that jury nullification is your right. Where is the victim and where's the harm? I understand the people pretending to represent the people, in reality they serve the interests of the state, don't like him saying that as it's damaging to their case, and if there's anything government likes to be, it's right. Since they run the courts, court rules, lawyers, union, judges, law writing process, interpret case law, etc., they can get away with nonsense like this. So while it may look like... Well, when he says that the government likes to be right, uh, I think that he could probably be better served in using that terminology. Because when somebody thinks of somebody as right, um, then they're right. No, um, the government likes to believe it's right. That's, that's a good point. Uh, so while it may look like we're picking and choosing... And actually, it's, that's a human condition. Every human likes to believe that they're that right. That's true. And that's why it's so, challenged, uh, so difficult to challenge people that are wrong. So while it may look like we're picking and choosing which laws to follow, says Sam, we are simply asking you to uphold your own laws. Follow the oath you and other bureaucrats swore to uphold and stay within the bounds of your own founding documents and claimed limits of your own authority. I'm sorry that you've overstepped those bounds, created a mess of additional products and services, hired people to provide these services, and made them all kinds of wild promises like pension. 
But that doesn't change the fact that this was all done illegally by your own rules, and even worse, you're violating the rights of others by threatening, fining, taking houses, and imprisoning them in order to provide them with your service. Now, as a voluntarist, I believe all interaction should be voluntary based upon mutual consent. I don't think it's right to force anyone to do something they don't want. Unfortunately, your socialist, all-or-nothing system doesn't allow that, and I therefore withdraw my consent to be governed. Since that's a requirement for your authority, will you honor my wishes and uphold your oath? And I think that is really going to be something we're going to be, the waters are going to be tested on that very soon. Because I am also not interested in consenting to this government. And it does indeed say right there in their own founding documents here in New Hampshire, uh, also across the country, you can find similar uh, references to the government being a uh, created by the consent of the governed. Government exists by the consent of the governed, and at any time you may alter or abolish well, the they're, government. They're not going to come out and say no. Um, we're we, you know we've we've overstepped this whole consent thing. What they're going to say is the consent is a collective consent, that it's the consent of all the people, and collectively that people can decide the, the voting public can decide for you whether you consent or not. In the same way that the the public consents as to whether or not to build a school in their neighborhood or or that kind of thing. So. Not not the person consents, but the people. This collective term, people. Um, now, yeah. I I would be Bunch happy with a, a government that can constrain itself to you know um, the military. Uh, I wouldn't. A, a constitutional military that uh, con, you know stayed inside the uh, national borders, uh, cops. Roads. I'd be happy with those. I'm things. not happy with those Unfortunately, things. I don't support monopolies. Um, they, they do all kinds of other things, and everything that government does is is entirely inefficient. Of course, because it's a monopoly pr- uh, privilege they've granted themselves by a force of uh, threat of violence. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line. Sam has a few more thoughts, and if you want to answer the earlier question about how it is that they get the right to force you to pay for schools you're not ever going to even use, love to hear from you at 800-259-9231, or you can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is the live Saturday edition of the program. Again, it's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, including live streams. We've got a broadband version and dial-up version of the show. Both are free for you, so enjoy them on us at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Definitely something you want to look into if liberty is a priority in your life. So let's go to your phone calls. We'll interrupt Sam's email because he he touches on a lot of topics, and it's uh, no doubt going to result in phone calls, as it has. Uh, So we're going to your calls. Ladies first, Margaret in Miami listening to WFTL. Hello, Margaret. Hi. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Uh, You're speaking of um, the uh, school tax. Yes. And I have to agree with the gentleman that uh, you were speaking with there that I would not send my children to the public schools either if I um I happen to have grandchildren and great-grandchildren now mm-hmm. but uh I for two good reasons one is our history books have been totally rewritten uh they're not the history that is of America the way it has that it was supposed to be. Can you give me some examples? Like some things that they may have changed in, in history books? 
I can hardly hear you. Can you give me some examples of some things that they may have changed in the history books, Margaret? I can't uh, write off right okay. now. Just, um, just wondering what you were talking about. Exactly. Well, I can say yeah. for I can. Uh, another thing is the um, education, the sex education in the schools nowadays seems to take preference over everything, and uh, the uh, reading, writing, and arithmetic is the last thing on the agenda. Yeah, and it, I, just, I agree. I think it's it seems to me like uh, public schools really teach a kid how to uh, cuss good, knife fight, and put a condom on a cucumber. But uh, you know that our our kids, uh, you know, reading, writing, and and uh, math skills are diminishing against uh, other foreign nations. In fact, there are foreign nations that uh, the students score better in English, and it's <laughs> not an English speaking nation than yeah. the United States does. Hey, Margaret, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. Understanding your, I understand her concerns. As a parent, I, I'm not a parent. You are, Mark, a, a brand new parent. Right. And I, I don't have much to worry about in the area of education at this point. You Jack, are not sending... Jack was learning today how to eat food off of a spoon. It was his, uh, you know, nearly, yeah, it was his first time eating solid food today. You are uh, not going to be sending Jack to the government-run education or indoctrination centers. Nope. And so why is it that you should have to pay for all of the other people's kids being educated? It just doesn't make sense. People that likely make more than I do. I mean, the fact is, I know that one of the defenses for public school is, what about the poor people? The poor people won't be able to get an education if we don't have public school. But the fact of the matter is, the vast majority of middle class people send their kids to to, uh, public schools, uh, government schools, and a good deal of upper class people do the same. It's welfare for middle class people. I don't mind the idea of contributing money to, uh, you know, a school that happens to support my value set. And my values aren't necessarily the same as Margaret's. Margaret just explained to us that she thinks sex education is not such a great idea, that she'd rather be promoting other things. Some other people might th- think sex education is a great idea, and it may be something that they want to put in their uh, their curriculum. Others may believe that, you know, for instance, uh, evolution is an important thing to be teaching, while others may think that so-called intelligent design is important. And so what we have is this constant battle this never-ending struggle between different interest groups that are promoting one particular agenda as but far the, as education. That's true, but um, the the interest group that's winning is the teachers' union, and they're you know they're they're managing to slip in a bunch of socialist indoctrination in the process. Oh sure. Uh, unfortunately, sure. the the academia and you know teachers, as far as I'm concerned, uh, kindergarten teachers fit into this as much as college professors. There's a, a much larger strain of socialism amongst those folks, and they they believe that you know the the masses need to be ruled by the educated elite. And who would be the educated elite but academia? Yeah. So, so there's this constant struggle, as I was saying, between uh, you know over curriculum, and yes, the socialist thing is certainly a factor in the teaching. Uh, the, the the schools were designed. The Prussian system is what we're do- what we've got here in this country. They were designed to indoctrinate the youth of America to be good little uh, docile citizens. To where they won't question authority, so-called. Right, and, and, and it's it's true in every class. Uh, you know, keep keep your mouth shut unless you you know raise your hand when you want to speak. Yeah. You better ask to use the bathroom. It's all very authoritarian, and I understand that that may be necessary to run a class of thirty kids. I, however, don't want my son raised in in the fashion where he has to ask you if he can think. 
Yeah, so there's so many, uh, there's so much negative fallout from having the government run these uh, education systems. The solution is not to change the structure of the system or to institute vouchers or to get your particular viewpoint uh, managed to, you know, push it through the system to where it can be forced upon all of the, the kids in it. The solution is to completely end government control of education. I mean, that's clearly what the solution is. But in the meantime, I mean, because the only way to end government control of education is either mass non-compliance and non, uh, non-cooperation or to change the uh, the system from the inside. But between the, so one of those things happening, something else has to go on. And I think that non-cooperation is the key uh, to getting to both of those ends, well, I, uh, or one I'm or the for, other of those I'm ends. I'm for non-cooperation in the same way that I'm for Rosa Parks not having um, gotten up to get give up her seat on the bus, but... I, I think in the area of non-cooperation when it comes to public schools, they have you really by, uh, you know, the, the, the short ones. Well, was Rosa Parks going to have her house taken from her? Right. She wasn't. Rosa Parks would have, you know, very the, the worst. Some um, old black lady had to, uh, you know, likely she, she might be taken down to the police station or, or, or spoken to sternly or something like that. So she her although the it, it, it looks like a very brave act, the, 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 it the consequences... Uh, it was. It's always brave when any, whenever anyone stands up to what people perceive as authorities. Now, I don't believe in the whole concept of authority. I don't think that, that authority even exists. It's just a fantasy that people who are calling themselves governments like to uh, believe in because, well, it makes them feel special, I guess. Uh, but they're, they're men, just, uh, men and women just like any other man and woman, and if we're all born equal, then we don't have authority with well, which to imbue another person with because we didn't have it to begin with. So it's all totally fantastical. It's not entirely fantastical. It comes from the family unit. Um, the you know authority is basically it's an agreement amongst people. I get to tell you what to do if I provide you with things. For instance, Jack, four months old. Well, they don't see it as an agreement. I understand. They just believe they, say they have that it's an agreement, though. They believe they have power. The government um, believes that that they have agreement in the form of you know democratic votes. They have been given the agreement of well, a, usually a, a minority very small percentage. Yeah, a minority of the people vote, and then a, a, a majority of those people. So you're talking sometimes in, in city elections when you're dealing with these people, you're talking you know less than uh, you know less than ten percent of the population. Sometimes. Let's go to David listening to WFLA in Tampa. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, guys. Hey, David. What's on your mind? Well. Uh, I happen to be a member of the Sons of Confederate Veterans camp here in Tampa that has recently raised a 30-foot by 50-foot Confederate flag, the battle flag, over I-75 and I-4. <laughs> Making some friends, huh? people about an incident in American history in 1861 to 65 where the governed did not consent to the founding documents, to the Constitution, a dozen states wanted to secede, and the central government had something to say about that, and it cost all of us Americans uh, some 600,000 lives. Yeah, it's it's the, it was the worst uh, incident in American it history. It certainly was tragic. I want you to come back, and if you've got more comments, we'll uh, bring you back here in moments. 800-259-9231. More with David. Your calls as well about whatever is on your mind. This is a live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, join us, by the way, on our website at freetalklive.com. Those talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. We give hours away for free, and I dare say we've got more stuff on our site than they do for uh, their pay sites. So go and check it all out and visit the update section as well at updates. FreeTalkLive.com will keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. In fact, an update went out a few days back talking about our auction that is going on right now of the second banner on our website. If you'd like to win that banner and advertise virtually anything, you may bid at auction.freetalklive.com. And again, that's auction.freetalklive.com. I think there are about three days left. It's already up to over 100, about 150 bucks, Mark. So Jeez. that's pretty good. That, this, this may be a record setter at this point. All right, so you can call in about anything. We had David on the line in uh, Tampa listening to WFLA, but he is gone. He dropped off. But uh, still, just to briefly address what it was that he brought up, uh, we started out the hour talking about uh, individual sovereignty and consenting to this whole government idea in the first place, also about schools and how it is anybody could justify forcing you to pay for their kids' education. Uh, and you're welcome to comment on all that or anything else. But David brought up the uh, the fact that in the mid-1800s, there was a secession movement back then, and the federal government didn't like it very much. Well, yes, and I, I, I don't think that the uh, the Civil War is, is, a, is the best example of rights and state rights and all that other stuff, simply because, and I, I shouldn't even use the term Civil War, the, the War of Southern Secession, um, because, well, for one, the, the South fired on a base, that uh, the North had not yet um, unoccupied, the Fort Sumter. It was in South Carolina. It was an enemy base, and the North didn't look like they were going anywhere, but they probably could right. have just waited them out and let them stay out there, but they, they fired on that. Yeah, they didn't understand uh, nonviolent or peaceful non-cooperation. Right, so once the uh, the base was fired on, then it gives the North everything it needs sure. um, to, you know, hey, look, we've been attacked. That is what governments do best, is right. crush and destroy. And uh, they, they like to have a good reason to go in. And so th- that's a problem. Um, when it comes to the, the, the Confederate battle flag, which is the, um, the Confederate flag doesn't look like everybody thinks the Confederate flag looks. The Confederate battle flag is what people are talking about. The red one with the crossed uh, blue. Stars and, and bars? Yeah, stars and bars. Um, th- they hung a giant one there, and I guess in uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay someplace. I think that's hilarious. It's funny, but, you know, it, it, I love... It's going to get people talking, that's I for sure. I love the Confederate flag. I think it's beautiful. I'm from uh, Florida. I, I, I consider people, myself, you know, so... Southern. Yeah, well, they misinterpreted it, though. The, the Confederate flag can be insulting to some people, likely uh, black people. Yeah. A lot of people have been taught through just miseducation that the, the, uh, the, that the every, everything that the whole Confederacy was about was slavery. It was a factor, it was but that's not what it was all about. It was, taxes were a factor taxers, as well. Ta- um, you know, they were tariffs, that uh, the intolerable acts or something like and that. And just the whole idea of being able to withdraw the abom- from... The abominable tariff. The, the, the whole idea from being able to withdraw from an agreement that purportedly was a consensual agreement to begin with was really the main issue. I mean, taxes and slavery were sort of sub-issues to the main issue of we came in, we should be able to leave. Right, because essentially, under the Articles of Confederation, uh, each one of the states was its own little republic. It was its own country, and they decided to band together for purposes of trade and, and uh, protection and that kind of thing. And it just, the government, government the, the federal government, like any government, has grown to the point that there really is no distinction. The federal government tells the states what to do now, and that's not the way it was meant to be. 
800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls and talk to Susan listening to WFTL. Hello, Susan. Hello, Susan, are you there? Susan, going Yes, once. I am. Hello there. I would like to make a comment about the public school system. About Please, comment away. Uh, my children all went through the public school system. Okay. Uh, I had three of them. Okay. And now I have 12 grandchildren. None of them are able to afford to go to private schools. But more to the, the plight of people that don't have children, the fact is that people that are more educated are not idiots. So they are going to bring something to society. And so I think that that's a very good reason why we should pay taxes to send children to public schools. Is it good enough of a reason to steal my house from me if I decide I don't want to pay? Susan? I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. I just have to ask See, because there's dead air. And, and, gonna... and I understand what your, your quandary is. Government only has one uh, one one way to do things. They can arrest you, and if you decide not to be arrested, they can taser you, and if you still manage to be a problem, they can shoot you. It's only right. about force. The government can only force people to do things. And I agree with you that schools are important. And I, and I also am of the opinion that... Uh, I think education is important, but, but however is important. it comes about. And I think that people would, uh, would likely, because of the reasons that you've stated, would likely support poor people to go to school. I also think that... Um, voluntarily. Schools, yeah, voluntarily. Yeah. I think that schools would uh, would uh, would spring up that would educate uh, kids uh, more cost-affordably if we didn't have this government paradigm. I went to a private school and a public school, and the private school, which was the best school in the county, Braden and Christian School in Manatee County, um, it, it was cheaper than the per-year cost of, of educating a kid at a public school. And believe me, I went to the public school. It wasn't as good. Well, I agree with that. I think that there should be some kind of a tax voucher system that you could send your children to whatever school that you want to. It's, is, it, is your idea good enough to steal my house for? Also. Is, is, your good enough, is your voucher system a good enough idea to steal my house over? No, I don't think that that is true. But I think Wait, what, that you don't think what's true? That they should be able to take your house away from you. What should they be able to do? The taxes. What What should they be able to do if if one decides that one wants to opt out and and no longer pay for these government schools? I think that as a society that we do have to do that. Uh, if they're going to put a lien on your house or something like that, but uh, I don't know what the answer is. Hmm. But I do believe that society as a whole should pay for. Education, just like they pay for fire, uh, fire departments. Fire departments used to be private too. For the welfare of the society. Now, Susan, I understand where you're coming from. That that you um, that you want to plan these these things like a, a giant ant farm and make sure that everything's taken care of, but it's you're abdicating the responsibility that you're creating. You're saying. That the the society as a whole, but let me, let me, let me, you you are abdicating responsibility. Before you go on, let me finish. You're abdicating responsibility for for what you're hoping for. You're saying I think society should be able to, it, it should have free schools for everybody, and they should be able to go. And I don't know exactly how we should pay for it. But the only paradigm that we have to make people do things is to make people do things. You have to hurt them or steal their property to to force them to do stuff. Susan. Okay, then I think that, yes, that, that the government should be able to enforce that because it is for the betterment of 
the society as a whole. So you okay, would, but, you but, would but, have me killed then? Well, the she, she would have your house no, taken away. No, not killed. Well, now hold on a second. You said the government should, should enforce it. No, no, hold on. Don't take, don't take it so far down the street. I, I have another additional question for There's Susan. There's a difference between death and taking your home from you and kicking you out on the street sure um, but it, it, assuming that there's i don't want to leave my house there's uh, there could be a there could be a standoff at which point uh, i could i could die and my family could be shot up my uh, four four month old son could be stomped under the boot of a swat um, team member who's but, kicking me but out that would be out of your stupidity for not uh, oh, it'd be it all sounds your to fault, me susan it susan it sounds to me like it's because you want to pay for school so badly now, you've got to take responsibility. I'll take responsibility for put, putting my family in danger. You take responsibility for sending out the armed goons, okay? You, yeah, you're the one advocating violence now, Before here. you go on, um, now what about no, the people that make... armed goons. I'm talking about paying taxes. Uh, yeah, but the, yes, the armed but, goons but are the police only, officers, right, ma'am. In that case, the armed goons are hired by you in order to enforce your will, and... There you go. Now, um, the I make less in some cases than people in my town who, whose kids I'm paying to send to school, but I'm never going to send my kid to that school. Do you think that's okay, Susan? No, that's why I like the tax voucher system. But what's that have to do? I'm still never going to I never send the kid, my kid to. Uh, oh, uh, you're saying if that I'd get a tax your, voucher at some if point. If you have children, you're going to send them to some school. But what if, if I had a voucher system? You could make a choice. I see some advantages to, to a voucher system. I still think that uh, that that people would be better off if we had a voluntary system where people paid to send their own children to school. Yeah, Susan, thanks for the call. I'm glad you're willing to allow me at least one choice. That's nice of you. But I would like to be able to choose to give my money to a school that. Educates kids with my value set that I believe in and not give it to these government people that absolutely are not teaching what I believe. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Hey, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, we need you to vote for us. Please go to vote.freetalklive.com. If you are in front of a computer screen or will be shortly or sometime soon, sometime this month, if you're going to be in front of a computer screen, go to vote.freetalklive.com. And cast your vote for the show. All you need is your email address. It's only used for verification purposes, and it uh, and it'll only take you less than a minute. It's no big deal as far as time concerned, as far as effort, and it makes a big difference for us when you go to vote.freetalklive.com. As uh, we continue here with your phone calls about whatever's on your mind, let's go to Helen listening in Florida to Shortwave. Hello, Helen. Yes, I think we're kind of getting tangled up here. Uh, Eustace Mullins reiterated the uh, Tenth Amendment, which, which gives the power of the federal government on four uh, topics. One is kidnapping, one is counterfeiting, one is piracy, one is being a traitor. I don't think and that's the Tenth Amendment. The no, that's, 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 the Article 10, that's Article 10 inside the Constitution. Right. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Okay. No, it's and not then, the Tenth Amendment. Um, the, the states should, the states and the communities within the states can initiate their own schools. And if you choose not to go to school with your children, we educate our four sons, you know, with homeschooling. They did very well. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was going to get another topic, the reason I called. Uh, about 20 years ago, Tupper Saucy wrote the book Miracle Main Street. And uh, this woman went to a Kmart. She purchased about $80 worth of goods. 
to refuse to pay the state income tax, saying you're making me violate the Constitution. Wait, the state so the sales state tax? Or the, hold on, Helen, gold or Helen, point of clarification. You mean the state sales tax? No. Well, yeah, Yes, because the, the Constitution says the state shall accept no payment in other than gold or silver. And our dollar bills are not backed by gold anymore. She said they're making her break the law. Anyway, she won. And wow. This is a fact. It'd be wonderful if my Walter Mitty dream would be if one Saturday, patriots nationwide, maybe in groups of half a dozen or so, they you know back each other, purchase some goods and refuse to pay the state income tax. The making them violate the Constitution, the highest Wow, I think that's land. a fascinating idea. I wish we could do it here in New Hampshire, but we already don't have one. Thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. But that's always been an irritation for me, the idea that you know these merchants are essentially they're being turned into agents of the state, that uh, they feel coerced to collect this sales tax from their uh, customers and, you know, and rightly so. I mean, the government people right. are going to come they in and coerced. shut them down. Sure. If you don't collect the sales tax as the government goons demand that you collect, they're going to come and steal your business from you at that point. So, right. I, I mean, I don't... Right. The, the U.S. Constitution expressly uh, mentions life, liberty, and property as rights, inherent rights uh, for humans. They... The fact is that I, I'm alive and I have the right to conduct business. And... I don't think anyone has the right to take a bit of my business, and that includes the government. Well, now, the store has the right to refuse the sale. I mean, if you go up to the cash register and the the total, you know, down there in Florida, last time I was there was like 7% in most places. I think it's 8 in Sarasota. Well, if the total comes up to, you know, $107 with tax, and it would have been $100 without the tax, and you only offer $100, the store could certainly say, well, we're going to refuse the sale. Of course, then they don't make any money off of that. I don't know how successful you'll be going in there trying to not pay sales tax, but it certainly is an interesting idea, and I'd be curious if uh, anybody I, tried it to let us know. I think that in most cases, most stores you go to, I mean, if you go to the, the grocery store, the, the gal behind the register is going to be so befuddled. I, yeah. I, look, you've got to pay the sales tax or ring. you don't get it. Right. The register's not going to ring out. I mean, you can't cash out a sale at, I mean, if it's a $107 sale in the register, just the machinery itself will not allow you to put in $100. If you put in $100, it'll say, okay, give me another seven. So I don't know how possible this is, but nonetheless, intriguing idea as we continue here and talk to Pat, speaking of Sarasota, our hometown, listening to WFLA. Hello, Pat. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey. How are we doing today? What's on Excellent, your mind, sir? Pat? Um, your caller before this one, I kind of agree with her. I'm a big one of the school voucher system. I uh, totally think that's the way to go. I think the, that you were able to go to a public school half your life and then switch over to BCS, which is one of the best schools around. I, I switched from? Shows that you had freedom. I think well, you're kind of, after listening to your show for about three weeks, I think you're kind of crossed over from freedom to an anarchist opinion. Well, I don't um, like that. I, I don't think so. I, I believe that we need cops. I believe we need uh, some level of military in the United States. I don't think that those would be uh, well, no government situation. I, I don't agree with uh, with having a military unless it's voluntarily funded. And I think mm-hmm. that uh, the term anarchist connotates chaos and it connotates danger. It's like the Joker and, in Batman. Uh, yeah, right. And I'm not like no, that. I, I, I believe in voluntary of. interaction, sir, between uh, consenting individuals. That's what I believe yeah, that's, in. A- anarchist is 
that's what it connotates. The true meaning of anarchist is there is no rule and there is no government. You no, that's well, said, that's not I what I'm. And the, hold on now, that's not what I'm in favor of. I'm in favor of rules. I'm in favor of private property, wherein private property owners can set whatever darn rules they want to. Like when you go into a movie theater, they tell you not to, uh, you know, yell during the movie or not to, uh, you know, have your cell phones on, for instance. That's a private rule uh, enforced by the private property owner. Okay, that is anarchy. That's there's no. Well, you just rule. told me it was if, no. Oh, it's now it's no rules government rules. Territory. If you step on my property, I can shoot you. Well, wait I'm a minute. Correct. Wait a minute. Now it's no government rules. I think you need to check your uh, check your definitions of what anarchy actually means. Is anarchy it, is no rule, no rulers. That's, that's right. No rules at all. Everybody makes their own rules. Yeah, but I'm in favor of rules. And what's wrong with everybody being a sovereign of their own property? What's wrong with that? Well, because that leads to chaos. Like I said, that what you're saying is. If somebody comes on my property, I can do whatever I want to protect it. There are no, no guidelines. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that uh, you cannot aggress against your neighbor, and if somebody's walking on your property, it's not an appropriate response to shoot them dead. I don't think anybody okay. would back you up on but, that one. But, okay, how do you justify the statement that I do not believe in authority? Well, there is no such thing. It's just a fantasy. Well, if there is no authority. I mean, just it was 30 minutes ago you said I do not believe in authority. Okay, you're getting in, you're getting in deep here, and I'm willing to I'm willing to go in um, with you a, a little ways. Now, remember, I'm a small government guy, and uh, well, I'm there not two advocating people on this show. Right. I'm a no government guy. I'm for self government. How about that? You can use whatever. <laughs> there we go. I, I do know we're dealing with two different viewpoints here. Yeah. that's pretty regulated by last week's show, where he equated his time in jail to the same time the people spend in the military. No, I think it's. Uh, you know, I, 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 you have to do what they tell you in the military, right? Go ahead with your point, Mark. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Um, it, uh, yeah, I've, I've almost uh, lost my train of thought here. On the um, when you decide, the fact is there 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 is nothing like uh, in legitimate authority. If somebody shoots somebody um, for coming on their property, a little girl for picking flowers on their property, let's make it really egregious just for fun. Don't you think that um, don't you think that there are going to be people that are going to want to get that guy for that? So the person's neighbors would be responsible for enforcing some sort of authority. I no, think there'd be no would, responsibility. I think they'd be filled with right, righteous indignation. I think that you could have a uh, very easily have a protection company that you hired to, uh, and you could call them just as people call the police today, except you'd actually be contracted with them because, uh, as a, as from what I understand, you are a law enforcement officer, sir. Okay. Well, then you understand probably that you actually have no obligation whatsoever to serve or protect in any way any so-called citizen uh, in your so-called jurisdiction. And the Supreme Court has backed that up time and time again. I'm in favor of private contracts wherein I can actually hire a protection service to protect my property. And if they fail at protecting my property, then they're in violation of my agreement. And I can go find another business and I can pro perhaps even uh, bring them to justice for their failure. That doesn't happen today. So what I'm advocating actually would result in greater protection of private property. Well, maybe for your individual property, but then again, what happens off your property? I mean, it's up to the property no owner. At all, what if you're driving down the road? Are you going to hire security to follow you around? Well, I, I currently drive down the road without security following me. I, I, the, the government doesn't provide me with a security officer to trail me around and keep me safe. But I think you could probably contract to protect you, uh, to be protected at all times in some level or capacity. Certainly your, your protections on your property would be greater in the same way that they are today um, than they would be when you're out and about. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not Britney Spears. I don't need a security deta detail uh, around me at all times. But I could hire that level of security if I wanted to. You still could. Yeah. 
Well, no, you couldn't because you wouldn't have any standardization. What are you, you talking need about? Some sort of standardization. What do you mean by when that? When it comes to things. Now, I do not believe in all, and trust me, I am totally, I think the government is about 10 times as large as it needs to That's be. That's great. Most people do. When you say standardization, some responsibility. what does that One mean? One of being a court system. Well, hold on, hold on. I, I'm curious to what you mean by standardization. What does that mean? That means a set of standard laws for personal, you know, personal guidelines. Um, you don't think words, that you don't think you industry can come up with standards? And take your neighbor's car. Wait, hold on a second. Obviously not. I don't advocate people aggressing against their neighbors, sir, and I advocate protection against aggression. So with your standards objection, that's just – I'm going to throw that out the window because there are standards all the time within industry. Go and look at uh, your VHS or DVD sets. Go and, for instance, look at uh, you know the USB standard that we see on computers everywhere. All of these are standards that are agreed to by competing agencies in the marketplace. And currently the government steals people's cars if you've got drugs in them. So <laughs> – the only people that can legitimately steal are Our government the government. People. Thanks for the call, Pat. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Hour 2 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the live Saturday edition, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the point of the program. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website as well at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free, so enjoy those again. freetalklive.com. Right back to your calls. We start things out with Gordon listening to WFLA in Florida. Hello, Gordon. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Thanks um, for being I here. had called, and I wanted to comment on the news media dropping the ball. Um, but before I do, I would like to comment on the school tax and voucher thing, if, if that would be all right. Sure, um, jump in. Go sure. right ahead, sir. We are waiting Hello? for you. Go ahead. Hello. Yes. We got you. Go yeah. ahead. Okay, okay. briefly, um, I, believe, I, I believe that you're correct. The one of you all that said that if you don't have a a child in school that you don't you should not be obligated to pay the tax that makes some um, sense but if a person is taxed um, I believe that there should be a portable voucher just like you can take a Pell Grant from one college you can take your your Pell Grant or a, a guaranteed student loan to a private religious college you can and I believe that you should be able to take it to um, a private religious high school um, and the reason, of course, is because competition between the schools would promote excellence. You should be able, and whether you get taxed or not, you should be able to take your child to any school where where there there's a where they're certified to teach that, or to no school. I, but if, I, if uh, Gordon, I agree. School, I, I, I agree that it would school, it would make however, things better. I think that you should prove that you're up to certification and that, that, that you're teaching. I can't agree with that. Your child should be able to pass certain what, tests. What, what does the government know about how well I'm teaching my kid? I mean, you know, the, all they're going to do is put a, send a bureaucrat into my home and uh, well, you know, the, disturb I, things. Well, the, the, the question then becomes that you're basically making an argument against something like the SAT test. Okay, um, if there's no test given, what proof is there that you're teaching your child anything? There has to be some sort of standard, but I believe that as long as you can pass muster, that you should be able to teach your uh, child privately or Mark, at any you're, school. Mark, you're um, looking at homeschooling Jack. Uh, how do you feel about the idea of having to bow down to some government bureaucrat? I, I, I'm of the opinion that uh, that 
the, the government doesn't really know much about educating kids. Uh, I think they've well, done I agree with you. A, okay. a I poor agree job of that. Some standards. And, and I understand where you're coming from, and I, I know what your concern is. Your concern is that some parents will just are so against education, which I've never met any of these people, um, that are so against education that they will choose not to send their kids to school and choose not to educate them at home, and then they'll just say, we're homeschooling, and I guess they'll let them run around like cavemen in the backyard or something. But the the fact is, I'm if they uh, had, they, as a matter of fact, they do. They do in this state have some kind of rules on uh, acceptability of homeschooling, you know, some criteria and that kind of thing. And I'm not going to obey them because, uh, you know, whatever it is, I'm not going to tell the bureaucrats, look, I'm homeschooling my kids. I'm not going to let some bureaucrat come in to look at my curriculum and poke around my house and all that other stuff. Because Can as far as I'm concerned, question? it's a, it's a violation of the Constitution. I mean, they, the violation, the, violation the, the, of your rights. the Fifth Amendment that says that I don't have, you know, uh, you know, the, the warrants uh, issued and all that stuff. They don't have a right Can to come I in my house without a warrant. About the education. How come all these other nations have much better educated children? Now, I'm not saying that you're totally wrong, mm-hmm. but what is it that they're doing that we're not? And maybe we should try to do what they're doing, even if it involves a little bit of standard. Um, I mean, there, I agree that the government should get out. I'm a, a less government, lower ta- less tax, less spend type person. A lot of them have free markets and education. Uh, a well, great well, deal, that, a great that, deal that, of third world countries do. Okay. The original purpose for my, my call was, before I got off on a wild tangent here, mm-hmm. I wanted to um, weigh in on the, the since it's uh, any topic, I wanted to point out the, the news media. There's a lot of things that the news media is not covering, and I wanted to just hit a few of them and get y'all's feedback. Give me one, because okay. we've got other calls on the line. Okay. Just pick the okay. best. Well, here's, here's one real big one. In the state of Utah, if you have a concealed weapons permit, you can go into a university. A lot of students carry concealed weapons and it's the state law and they don't have any shootings over there and the news media is liberal and they're not covering it. I, well, I think that's examples. a great point that uh, that people can actually carry at those universities there and I think it's excellent. I thank you for the call tonight. Uh, at Virginia Tech, the news, they couldn't. As far as the news is concerned, uh, you know, the news is more about things that happen than rules that are, you know, available that's, to be followed. That's true. So, so there's not really any news there because that law's been around. So the question would have to be, you know, in order to cover that particular uh, freedom that they have there in Utah, how much much coverage would you say is appropriate? I mean, if right. they cover it once, uh, what's 10 the coverage years ago, for no shooting? <laughs> right? Do they have to keep covering it every single year in order to be qualified as a, a good media organization? I don't know. But my suggestion to you, sir, and those of you that believe in this liberal media conspiracy, and I think that there's a, uh, I think that there's just a big government media conspiracy. I think that uh, that the media, the big media, for the most part, supports the state, whether it's the Republican or Democrat version of the state. It d- depends on which show you tune into. But it's all in favor. of of more government control over our lives every single time. I mean, virtually every single time. So to say that there's a liberal media conspiracy is counteracted by the fact that Fox News exists. Okay, so if you want to go and have that media coverage, what I would suggest to people like that guy is to go out and start their own radio stations or start their own television networks. Well, he could if it wasn't for the FCC. Well, there is that pesky FCC in the way. But you can absolutely go on YouTube and get your own uh, channel right there. And you don't really need the FCC's approval to start a cable network. Um, there, I know the Ron, some of the Ron Paul activists have been talking about starting up their own cable network. I don't know if it's actually going to happen, if they're going to make it work or not, but 
you, if you can find the investors and you get the capital together, you can put a signal out there and then you can try to convince cable operators to pick it up. I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't get into the business and compete. So it's easy to complain. This is kind of actually kind of a liberal uh, thing to do is to complain about big business and how they do their business, but not actually step forward and compete. Instead, to whine about, you know, I think um, the that problems. there's a, no, I, I disagree. I, I think there's a complaint out there that, um, and, and a legitimate one to some extent, that the media, it, when it was, you know, three big news channels, that's all you got, was mm-hmm. definitely somewhat liberal-leaning. I listen okay, to NPR, fine. and I can feel the liberal just rolling out of the but radio. But now you have ABC News with John uh, understood, Stossel. Understood. I, got, I gotcha. And I, I think that you're, you're still seeing some wash from that. People are like, look, we want conservative media if there's going to be liberal media. And so now you have even more liberal media. I think it's NBC is, is quite a bit more uh, liberal than the... I don't the, know. I don't pay whatever. attention. Whatever. You know, I don't even know. So you're getting these... Now you're getting people that are, uh, you know, consuming media that's that that fits into their paradigm and i think that that to some extent is dangerous mm. so i i you know i for one news is just it's it's too difficult um, when, when whenever you get opinions popped inside of the news and and then how they report things and then which stories they report it's just all it, it's it's always going to be uh, bent so you have to look at the news yeah. in that manner. There's no reason why you can't start your own local newspaper, for instance. That would be a nice, easy, low cost way. I mean, as far as starting your own TV station, you need pretty significant capital for equipment and satellite time and stuff like that. But as far as putting a newspaper together, you only need a few hundred bucks to take it to the printers, and you, then you just have to find places around town that will allow you to distribute it. And a lot of places like the idea of local papers. So that would be one way for you to get your viewpoint out there. 800-259-9231. We continue with, uh, I believe, Daryl in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Daryl. Good afternoon. Hey, what's on your mind, Daryl? Oh, um, uh, I want to talk about uh, sovereignty. Yes, sir. And uh, uh, I had uh, a child support issue back last year. They sent me a, the BMV sent me a, a statement says your license are suspended, and um, I, and I'm self-employed, where uh, that's my that's my living. Mm. Oh dear. And uh, uh, so then I got to looking into SupremeLaw.org, uh, and said there was a difference between a, a driver and a traveler. Mm-hmm. And can you comment on that? Well, it's interesting. I don't. Uh, I don't know much about it. I've heard that the you know that there's a difference between a driver, uh, you know, an operator, and a traveler, and there's a difference between a, a, a car and a motor vehicle. Yeah. I I uh, don't know. I mean, I hear that these you know that that a driver is a person who operates a motor vehicle for the purpose of money, and that a traveler is a person who operates a car for the purpose of you know anything but making money. Uh-huh. But so, but here's the real issue, and what it goes back to is you were talking about the idea of uh, who's really in charge. Charge. Uh, the idea that uh, is being suggested there is the government creates this legalese, this, these laws. It's kind of in a foreign language. Unless you have legal training, you can't really understand how to read it. And they try to tell you that this law somehow applies to you by virtue of the fact that what you live. Uh, it's, I mean, it's pretty absurd. Uh, the, clearly, government was created by man. Government did not come first. And so if it's true that government is by the consent of the governed, without your consent, they don't don't govern you. It's just that most people consent by default. They believe that your silence is consent, and if you don't object, if you don't say, no, I don't consent to this, then they'll believe that you are part of their system. Whether it's motor vehicle or car or whatever the words are, if you agree to their system, then you're under it. If you don't, then as I'm far as I'm not sure your consent will keep you out of jail. I don't, yeah, I'm not saying it will keep you out of jail. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, the live Saturday edition. The toll-free number for you to bring up whatever you want is 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us, including... The Wiki, over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about and get interactive. WIKI.freetalklive.com. With gas prices the way they are, we all need to look for ways to save money. Well, with WebEx, you can travel less and meet online. Try WebEx for free. You go to WebEx.com and enter promo code 600 to start your free, old, free trial of WebEx today. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com. Enter promo code 600 Start your free trial of WebEx today. 800-259-9231. So uh, the the point briefly that I was getting at with Daryl's call with his question about the definition of motor vehicle and all of these other governmental terms that they've uh, prescribed in their legalese is kind of um, sort of one of the the patriot movement things of trying to learn the system so you can, you know, turn the system around against itself, basically. But as you pointed out, Mark, they're going to put you in jail if they want to put you in jail. It's just what they do. It seems like like the people that run the system do what the heck they want to do inside the system. There are a few victories here and there, but most of them are qualified. Like, for instance, the Heller decision on uh, uh, the Second Amendment yeah, here recently no victory. In, inside of uh, Washington, D.C. <laughs> they said, yes, the right to keep and bear arms is true, but it can be regulated. So in Washington, D.C., they call a semi-automatic pistol a machine gun. And they require the you to keep it. The law is the law. They, they require to have a trigger lock on it. I mean, what good is a, a revolver with a trigger lock that's locked in a vault in, your floor, uh, in a floor safe in your basement? I don't know. It's madness. But uh, so so I don't necessarily suggest trying to work within the system because I don't believe there's any legitimacy in it. If that's what you want to do, then there are plenty of websites. And he mentioned one of them, Supreme Law. Uh, is one of them that will give you information on that. I like the idea of uh, withdrawing from the system and questioning the system, asking some very uh, difficult questions. So if they suggest that you're driving a motor vehicle, perhaps ask them exactly what that is and how it, you, you know, how it is that uh, their authority was created over you. Where does it, where does it come from? You can ask government bureaucrats all kinds of questions that will make them very, very nervous uh, about the situation they're putting you in. Well, I, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I, I don't disagree with it. I, however, um, decided to join the Free State Project, because I believe that enough, if you get enough, and it's 20,000 is what the, the, the Free State Project You mentioned Heller. Did you know he was a Free State Project member? I, I did not know that. Um, the that If you get 20,000 liberty-loving individuals to one state, uh, a state small enough in population that they can have some effect and hopefully shrink the size of government, I don't need to see a government that's perfect as far as I'm concerned. I would just like to see it going in the right direction, and it's not all over the nation as no far doubt. as I'm concerned. Governments grow by their nature. That's why I joined the Free State Project, and if you are yep. interested in uh, smaller government, please check out the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Good points. So let's go to your calls. Matt is on the line listening to WSCFM. Hello, Matt. You're on Free Talk Live. Matt. Hi, Ian. Mark, um, I was calling. Uh, you mentioned uh, earlier last hour that um, if you tried to check out without paying sales tax, that the register wouldn't take it. And um, I'm just going to point something out to you guys. I'm a member of the military. I used to be a supply officer of sorts. And we were actually issued cards that uh, if we presented the register at any store, we could not pay sales tax if we were buying goods or products for use by military members. So I'm, And I used it at uh, Sam's Club. I used it at Best Buy. And I could buy any item 
tax-free as long as I said it was for the military. You know what? You're right. It's been a long time since I've run a cash register, but every cash register has the tax-exempt button. And you have the resale option, too. If you're a uh, retailer who's buying for resale, uh, for instance, I I don't know why you'd do it, but uh, you you run a magazine store, you go to the grocery store to buy uh, a whole bunch of uh, squash to sell at your magazine store, you don't have to pay sales tax on those squash because... I guess you wouldn't have to in most states anyway because they're food. But anyway, you know, it's a widget. Um, you, you don't have to do it because you're going to resell it with sales tax. So you, th- there is a tax-exempt option. You're right. Good point, Matt. What else did you have on your mind tonight? Um, I actually wanted something else uh, related to the military. A couple weeks ago, Mark mentioned that the UCMG was a, a room full of books, and some of the I'm military wrong. members pointed out that that's not exactly true. But um, I had an interesting uh, story about that. We um, There was a recent controversy, and... They tried to claim that, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with hookahs, but they tried to claim that they were drug paraphernalia um, <laughs> because the UCMJ has a, a, a law against any device which causes stupefaction. stupefaction. I don't even exactly know what they meant by that, but they tried to sneak it in. The drug czar people tried to sneak that in, and I went and talked to one of the military lawyers, and they said that that was the silliest thing they'd ever heard, and they hated it when the drug people gave legal advice because they're rather prolific uh, in military commands because you can't use other, um, I don't want to say devices, but other uh, products that cause uh, similar effects. But they yeah. tried to, to, to bend the rules the way that they wanted them so that they could prevent people from doing things that they didn't approve of. So did hookahs end up being allowed or, or disallowed? I missed that point. They ended up being allowed. Well, that's good. You don't want to do it out in the open so yeah. much because there are people that will accuse you of doing things that you're really not. They yeah. might think They'll things. misinterpret the smoking of uh, tobacco on a hookah as uh, perhaps using a water bong or something like that. It's the same thing as if you hand roll your own cigarettes. Mm-hmm. People will probably give you dirty looks if you're just out there smoking. I don't know. Usually you can still tell from the stench of those things what they are. Hey, if the military was actually serious about um, being against things that stupefy, shouldn't they be shutting down government schools? Well, I, government schools too, but then you have this uh, this whole thing where they sell alcohol on most bases, and so you have this situation where alcohol certainly, I would think that would be the definition of stupefaction. Oh yeah, if they allow that. Oh, because absolutely. It, 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 it's government-sanctioned stupefaction. Yep. Now, Great point. I've got, a, I've got a question before you go. Um, the the mil- Military Code of Justice, UCMJ. Uh, yes. The, uh, now, it's it's just one book, and it's a, you know, a rather readable size. There must be all kinds of law that they, in the same way that we have more laws than we can possibly read, the military must have more laws than they can possibly read, right? It, it's really easy, and there, there's um, – I forget which article it is, but it states that you have to obey the lawful orders of those appointed over you. You can't disobey direct orders. So what commanders do is they issue orders, and you're required – and if you say, oh, I didn't read that, I didn't get the memo, that's no excuse because they, they theoretically, once they put them out, you're responsible for finding them and reading them. So they can pretty much make – rules that say whatever they want, so and then the, that falls under the UCMJ. Ah, so the so orders... they prosecute you for disobeying an order that you didn't even, even know about. Even though it's not in the UCMJ. So, so any hmm. set of any set of orders is Im- immediately considered law by the uh, the UCMJ. Yes. Interesting points, and I thank you for the call tonight, Matt. Thank you. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Juan, listening to WFTL in Florida. Hello, Juan. Hi. How are you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Okay, I want to ask you a question. Sure. I don't hear nobody saying this. Where do the taxes come from to pay for the school? They come from uh, property victims. taxes. Okay. So I'll give you a sample where I live. 
80% of the people that go to my school, they don't work because they are illegal aliens who cannot work and cannot pay taxes. They don't work or they, they don't pay taxes? They do not. They, they just don't work? They don't work. They can't work. They don't pay no taxes. Then how do they eat? What's your point of view? What do they, how do they eat? 80% of my, the, the people that go to my school, how, how do they get paid for, by the government, correct? Wait, wait, wait. You, I'm sorry, we weren't clear well, on I'm the answer. I'm not exactly certain what you're, um, what you're asking me, and I want to I wanna do okay, a little clarification when we get back. Hang Just on, hold on. on. We're going to bring you back. Not sure exactly where he's coming from. The question that you asked, Mark, was if they aren't working, how are they being able to eat? And 80%? What Can't school be. also is what I want to know. Are you a high schooler? 800... Maybe not working above table. Is, uh, yeah, yeah. let's I'm, get I'm some clarification from Juan in moments. And your calls as well about anything. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800 259 9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free. And those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, perhaps you're one of our radio listeners that only manages to uh, hear us on Saturday nights, you should know we do this six nights a week. So go and grab the archives right there from the front page of our website, which is freetalklive.com. That's freetalklive.com. The archives go back, by the way, for an entire year, all for free. SACL CAI, they've got a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Now, SACL staff is respectful, and they record every single call. So, uh, Plus, they've got the best equipment money can buy. They know the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Your business is handled as efficiently as possible with SACL. See their banner at freetalklive.com right there at the top of our website. As we go back to Juan listening to WFTL in Florida... Now, Juan, you Thank said you. 80% of the people at your school do not have jobs, and I'm curious, what school, are, are you a high schooler, and can, let's start with that question, what school? It's a, you got a high school okay. in Hollywood, Florida. Well, there are a lot of high school kids that don't have jobs, I mean, because they're in, no, no, they're I in school. No, no, I'm referring to the jobs. I'm referring to, to the kids. When, I'm talking about the family who don't work, who's an immigrant, who doesn't belong here, who broke the law. Well, I mean, laws, uh, bad laws. I think bad laws deserve to be broken, sir. But uh, but let's put that aside for a moment and continue to clarify this situation. Mark's question for you before is: If their parents aren't working, how is it that they're feeding their families? Food stamps. Okay. Food stamps. Uh, th- here's stamps. here's the answer to the question. Aid and money. Okay, understood. Now I understand uh, the the answer to the question. One, I don't think that anyone should be able to get anything for free. Um, Now, as far as I'm concerned, if somebody wants to charitably give things to people that don't work... That's fine. I'm for that in some cases. Uh, some people have a very difficult time working. I don't think that uh, that sure, Section and 8... Sure, respect, can I ask you a question? Sure. If they broke here, they came illegally, they broke the law, do we give them benefit 
for breaking the law. No, there should be no there should be no benefits. There should be no government welfare None. programs. There should be no redistribution programs. I don't care what plot of land you were born on. There should be no government wealth redistribution program stealing money from your neighbors in order to uh, to give you paychecks or to give you welfare checks. So it doesn't matter to me from where you came or from whence you came. Uh, it does not matter where you were born, what color your skin is. Government welfare is the problem, not people coming here wanting to make a better life for themselves. And by the way, it's a point That's of... That's the whole point. They don't depend on the, the making a life for themselves. I, right. I see it yeah. all around. They want sure. to depend on the government. Oh, I believe you, but there's the plenty of people... Point. Now, hold on. But there's plenty of people that were born in America that are also depending on the government. And it's the government... W- uh, wealth redistribution programs that are the problem, not people coming here. And thank yeah, you, Juan, get, for the call. We should get rid of those problems yeah. um, and, instead of getting rid of, uh, you know, kicking people that want to work hard to support their families and do and do and thereby, thereby do what, great for our, um, our country. And that's what I most immigrants do. That's what most immigrants do. I mean, the ones that I've known in the past are hard, very, very. That's hard what workers. every one of us who's here's ancestors did, except for yeah. uh, you know the the, the, uh, the American Indians, and I, I imagine they're pretty darn resentful about this whole immigration conversation. Let's continue, though and talk to Larry, listening to WFTL. Hello, Larry. Larry? Hey, thank you very much. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind? I did some some research. I was actually researching something about real estate property taxes a couple of years ago. Okay. And I came across something that you could probably Google today about the funding for public education in Florida. And there's a couple things in there where the parents have to pay extra money for their uh for their kids that are in school and in addition to what the you know the general public and in addition to what the senior citizens that have no kids in school have to pay hmm. i never heard such a thing yeah my parent i don't believe my parents paid anything to uh, send me to public school for the last 4 years you're saying the private the property oh. tax rate would be higher um for those particular individuals is that what you're getting at it wasn't a property tax, but what it was, was it? another tax, and it's in the Florida statutes. I've been looking around for the last half an hour trying to find out if I kept a record of it, where would apparently it, I didn't. Where would one find this particular tax? Would it not show up on your property tax uh, little form that they send you every year that shows you where the money's coming or going to or whatever? No, this is being ignored by the government. Okay. If you if you researched or Googled the Florida statutes on, the, on probably funding for public education, you'd find it. So you're it saying might, they, they could most do this? It would be in the same section where uh, there's uh, additional revenue for the state of Florida as far as non-residential or non-students. That, I mean, if they come in from Georgia or something, and they have to pay an extra fee. Somewhere in the funding for public education, because they charge... Uh, non-resident students yeah. about twice as much. I see where you're yeah. coming from. You're saying that uh, that they have this law on the books, but they're not effect. They're not actually utilizing it. They're not actually charging the parents the extra tax yes, that they could. That's correct. I see. Yes, well, interesting. For, it, it, for people... non non-residential students, alien students, and everything else, and it means that it costs you and me more dollars to pay yeah. these non 
residential well, and alien either way, suits. <laughs> you know what? They, they would not cut your taxes. You do understand that. Like, if they did bring that tax about, if they did actually activate that tax, they wouldn't cut your taxes back. They just add it into the budget. Well, if they, and if they, but if they did charge people for their um, kids going to school, I think that the, the, the people would take a more active role in their kids going to that school. Maybe I, so. So um, I, I think that they don't want that active role. They really, as much as the, the lip service they give about parents being active and all that stuff, they only want them to be active in the way that they want them to be active. They don't want parents to actually care about what curriculum their kids uh, hear. Thanks, Larry, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 as we continue here and talk to Michael listening to WFTL in Boca Raton. Hello, Michael. Michael on Free Hi. Talk Live. Hello there. Hi. The reason that guy couldn't find that on Google is because it doesn't exist. Okay. Okay. You can Google for the next three weeks. It's, there's nothing like what he said. Interesting. Well, my question, my, my comment, though, is about is, is one of the people they wanted to guess about homeschooling? There are no guests on this program. There are two hosts There's of the two program, hosts. and we oh. take calls oh, from anybody. Okay, uh, I just tuned. I've never listened to you before. I started listening about ten minutes to eight. Sure, sure. Welcome, to, welcome to the with. program. Mark is my co-host. My name is Ian. Mark here is uh, a brand new father. Your son is four months old. That's correct. And you are planning to homeschool your son. So, what was your uh, your issue or question or your comment? Go ahead, sir. Okay. So, Mark, you weren't in school too long ago, were you? Well, um, I'm, I'm 37, uh, so 1989 is when I graduated high school. Okay, so that really wasn't too long ago. Okay. That wasn't like when my parents went to school, and I'm a little bit older than you. Okay. Homeschooling, through what grades would that be? Through kindergarten through 12? Well, probably, but uh, homeschoolers have a tendency to, to finish uh, significantly early. Uh, as I remember there's a, there was a homeschool association uh, that I was you know talking to at a little convention and uh, they said you know the, the gal there said that her 12 year old graduated high school already and was her 12 year old ready to go on to uh, one of the nation's colleges she she was actually taking college courses via correspondence and was going to go on to university after that so uh, i guess the answer to that is yes i mean right, i think so it's 12 years a little old, weird that she was ready to go away to like columbia university i think that's a little weird years old personally a dormitory I think that's a little weird, personally, and I, I, I wouldn't find that acceptable. I think it's acceptable. very weird, because yeah. the whole homeschooling thing doesn't make sense to me, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, okay, please do. When I was in high school, actually when I was in junior high school, we had things in our schools like laboratories. We took chemistry, and we did things with Bunsen burners and bleachers, and we actually learned science hands-on. When we took biology... We brought, they brought in little worms and little frogs, and we were dissecting frogs and looking at, like, the, 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 the veins that the come in the blood to find the little... Sure. Is this something that a homeschooler would do? You would start to bring in... Uh, it could absolutely be done. I, yeah. I, I'll bet you that a lot of schools don't do di frog dissection because I bet a lot of students say, I'm not going to do that, and they have some kind of right not to do so. Well, of course so, homeschoolers can do those but things. But they can absolutely cut up frogs. I don't know yeah. about labs and Bunsen burners. That sounds Bunsen like Bunsen burners might... aren't that expensive. Uh, hang on. We're you can have the alcohol back. burner. You can continue your critique here in moments, and uh, we'll continue to answer them. And, of course, you're welcome to dial in, especially if you are a homeschooler, and you can answer this gentleman's questions. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the live Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. 
All the features on the site we give away. Now, if you like Free Talk Live and you want to support the show, then we would like you to shop at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest Internet retailer. 41-plus categories to shop in, including used items. I mean, they really have virtually anything you might need to buy. So go and get your shopping done at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Feel good because you're getting a great deal, probably uh, free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. You're getting the brands you trust and delivery to your door. Plus, you can feel good knowing that Free Talk Live is getting a percentage of your purchase. So start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we go to your calls and back to Michael listening in Boca Raton to WFTL. Now, Michael, you were critiquing the idea of homeschooling because uh, you claim that uh, you, or at least you don't believe that homeschoolers have access to things like Bunsen burners and scientific laboratories in which to conduct experiments. Not only that, but I don't know what makes the parents qualified to teach it. Yeah, you can go to a science store and buy a Bunsen burner. What makes the parents qualified? to teach the concepts of science. Well, let me go on. Now we're at 11th grade. My son was in advanced math. He was taking advanced algebra and trigonometry in 11th grade. Mm-hmm. What do you or your wife, I do feel you're qualified to teach trigonometry. Well, I did take it in 11th grade. I, I, however, I, I, took, I took it too. I'm I can't remember crap. To teach it. And, and, this is, but, uh, and I understand what you're saying. Now, maybe, just maybe, um, there, you know, a parent isn't qualified to teach trigonometry. Do you, how much have you used a, a sine, cosine, and tangent since you graduated high school and college? College. The answer, me? Yeah, you. You took no, it, right? My best, fr- my best friend, who happens to be a computer programmer, uses it quite frequently. That's fine, but you algorithm. didn't, right? But you quite didn't. frequently. So uh, you don't, do you think that it should be necessary for a child to take um, trigonometry in order to graduate? Because they don't in Florida. I mean, that, that's just, you they know. Do. If you're in an advanced, if you're in an advanced math class, you're of course you're required. If, if, if you're in the if class, you're required. Even for the even for the the highest subtraction and multiplication, and then get a good job somewhere. Even for the highest um, of the academic scholar, the Florida Academic Scholarship Program, they do not require uh-huh. trigonometry and analytic geometry. Okay, um, this and, is not true. Now wait a second. This is not true that they don't require it. But if you want to go to NASA and be a NASA engineer. And work on and work within NASA. Don't you think you kind of need it? No, so you're right. You would you, you would you, so you would say that somebody can't educate a, their kids because manager, the kid might want to be an engineer. I mean, you, you're going to take away someone's right to educate their child because they might want to be an engineer. Don't you want them to be something other than you know to be able to do the most basic skills? Wow, you really don't, don't know any homeschooled kid kids, gonna, kids, do you? Well, yeah, the, the, the homeschool kids are the best educated kids in America. Okay. Oh, absolutely, yes, they, they are, are, sir. You, you haven't met any then. Let me, you can, you let me don't tell, have right, any idea what you're talking about. As a matter of fact, they keep homeschool kids out of many academic competitions because they win them all. The, the, home, the, the spelling bees are always won by homeschool kids. It's not your public kids that are, the kids that are getting analytic geometry and trigonometry that are winning me, these let things. Let me make another point about public schooling. Go ahead. Okay? Government schools. The other sure. thing about public schooling, and this is very, very important to a child's development. My son was also in the school band. Now, is he a musician? No. It was an extracurricular activity, and it was something that gave a couple of times a year a thing. The pr- I can't tell you the pride of being up on stage and, and 150 parents in the audience and saying, that's my kid, and oh, did you do such a great job. 
No, they're not going to become a concert pianist. I agree with you. I think those are important. They learn to work together with a group. Right. Those things Mike's are important. Absolutely. Sorry. Bringing up all the myths. Sir. Absolutely. Hang on one moment. It's Let's true that those them. things are the, the, those things are important. But you can get yes. band practice. You can you you know that's an activity you can get for your kid after school. They can get lessons. They can Where? be in groups. Where? What's this? Maybe I don't you know. should get in touch. Here, I don't here's know. My Look, I can't you. tell you because this hey. isn't. I, oh, I don't. Mar, I'm not wait, teaching. Calm down, Mar. Before you go, no, I'm not. I'm not done here yet. I'm not going to calm down. I want to just make a point. One point. Look, I my four-month-old uh, child is not playing the uh, band instrument, so I don't know exactly where you can go for these groups. But I can tell you that about five months ago, I went to a dance competition where many kids who were of school age were dancing, and it was not school-related. So there are certainly things that kids can get into. That the, and, and this was a concert hall. There were 600 people in there watching these high school-age kids that weren't in high school doing these things. So you can get this kind of socialization. Homeschool groups have... Uh, uh, they, they there are groups of homeschool parents and kids that get together for the purposes of what you're talking about, for socialization, for sporting purposes, for uh, you know going on field trips together. All of these things have uh, the things that you bring up, these objections, they all have parallels in the homeschooling movement. And it really just shows that you have absolutely no idea what it is that you're talking about. But he sir. doesn't mind forcing people to send their kids to I'm school. You, you don't mind forcing people to send their kids to government school, though, do you? Forcing them to? Forcing them to. Forcing them you to. My son went to a school that was an ex. I didn't have to force him to wouldn't, go. It was wouldn't, a wonderful no, 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 school. not your son. Uh, wouldn't you prefer it if I if I sent my kid to a government school instead of a homeschooling? I, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you well, keep Apparently you, you do. You called in. You, here for, you, you called in. Wait, are you just trying to persuade homeschoolers to send their kids to government school? Is that your point tonight, sir? I'm, I'm telling you the advantages of going to government school. I'm not calling to force anybody. There to are do no anything. advantages to going to government school, none whatsoever. As Mark pointed there out, are, private, private schools advantages. are private schools are far superior to government school. Wouldn't you yeah. agree? Private schools? Yes. yes. Private schools are far superior in terms of discipline. They they're not subject to state discipline. Are you laws. a government bureaucrat? Am I? Yeah. I own a marketing and advertising media. Okay, great. Um, I went to a uh, both a private school and a public school, and I can tell you that I was on the dean's list at that private school, and the right. the amount of attention I got from those teachers just was huge. I went to the public school. Right. Suddenly, I slipped through the cracks. They didn't care. The first year, I failed two classes. Government schools crank out a bunch of obedient yeah. morons that uh, sole purpose in life is to feed into the system and never question anything. Not all of them, but some. Oh. That's what well, the purpose well, of government schools are. My obedient moron son is going to Duke in about two weeks. Good so for you, you sir. Obedient generally, sir, I, no, generally, that is the case. Your son's taking trigonometry. He's not one of the obedient morons. Yeah. But are you telling? Well, but you do realize that people can graduate in Florida. You can you can understand that people can graduate in Florida with just pre-algebra. I mean, you know, they're they're not all of the caliber. Yes, you can graduate. Mm -hmm. If you're a high school graduate, what kind of future do you have if you're just a high school So what's graduate? the point of sending a kid to high school anyway, then? To go on to college. Ah, okay. Everybody has to go to college to be successful? No, Is that the case? doesn't. But if they don't, what's your chances, unless you like go into a family business, what's your chances of getting a job that pays anything other than $15 Mark, how did you do? Hour, you didn't go to college. $20 an hour. What's your chances of, of, of doing something... The They're not as good. What's, what's your chances of going to medical school if all are practicing well, being an attorney or a doctor? Well, now, okay, so you bring up. Education. Now, hold on. Are a you second. saying that no doctors have been homeschooled? Saying no doctors went to college from homeschool. What? You're well, saying you no doctors no went no, to no, college? No, 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 no. Wait a second. You said to me, 
what's wrong with just graduating with, with a college degree? Yeah, I understand, I'm sir. Sorry, you, sorry, then you bring up the degree. three. Then you bring up the three most uh, the three professions that college is absolutely necessary for. But for the most right, part, tra- right, for, for the right, most part, engineer. now you hold on one second because traffic for the most engineer. part, I'm in advertising. An advertising degree is useless. People that get uh, that graduate college never use their degree for the intended uh, for the intended purpose in which they uh, received it. And these kids, uh, you know, they're just throwing their money away. If you're not actually getting anything out of going to college, then there's no point in going there. If you want to be an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer, then everybody knows you have to go to college for that stuff. Get, but for the rest of us, it's not necessary and a waste of time. Get, and get a degree in any English, if, English hey, what, literature, what, so that way you, wanna, you can uh, serve you burgers. Be an, an economist, what if a company depends on you to look at trends If you want to learn economy. about the economy, you shouldn't learn about it in college. They'll teach you Keynesianism, and it's a bunch of nonsense. The, 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 spo- no, main, the main no, sponsor of this show... You, you, don't know what you, you don't know what you're talking The main about. sponsor of this show has a Ph.D. in economics, okay? He said he didn't learn anything that you couldn't have learned outside of books and on your own, and you shouldn't, yep. pay, for, and you shouldn't pay for an economics degree Go. unless you can get it for free Go through a scholarship. Go on the Internet, get yourself a copy of Economics in One Lesson, and get, your, uh, get yourself started. And thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. I mean, this guy, if you believe what this guy says, then he, you just don't even understand what homeschooling is. Well, the I'm, idea behind homeschooling is, from what I understand, one of the ways that it can work is that you give your kids the basic uh, level of understanding that they need to teach themselves. So you teach them how to read, you teach them how to write, you teach them ba- you know, basic math, and then you turn them loose, you set them loose into the world, and then they find what's interesting to them, and they, and with your guidance perhaps, but then they can seek that out, and they can learn on but their own. And if you feel like, hold on, if you feel like you need to hire an expert to come in and tutor them, you can do that. You're stuff. making it seem like homeschoolers get out with a basic education. The vast majority of homeschoolers no, are far, that. far, far better educated than anybody that comes out of government school. I didn't and say it just that. Goes, and you're, I said propagating, they teach themselves. you're propagating the nonsense that that guy was talking about. No, I am not. Nonsense. I said that homeschool kids can teach themselves. They don't need all these experts, these government educated teachers, to teach them things. They can learn on their own because they're interested in what they're learning. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized the contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code, 600, to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We continue with your calls about what you want to discuss. We start with John, listening to in California. rather. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hi there, how are you doing? Great, what's on your mind tonight, John? 
Well, I'm calling about the uh, public school issue, and uh, first thing, a point you already made is that, uh, of course, the, uh, all the stuff that you're, you're going to see as far as Bunsen burners or project materials or things that uh, parents could easily pay for if they're enthusiastic enough to actually take their student home for homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think some of the figures that people that have such an enthusiasm for uh, public schooling are missing is exactly how much money actually gets spent on it. And even in the poorest communities, uh, students are still paying the government, uh, or taxpayers are paying the government for each student, uh, at least $7,000 a year. And in uh, most middle-class communities, that goes up to about $13,000 a That's year. That's what it is here in Keene, New Hampshire. Yeah, I, w- I was surprised. 7000 sounds really low to me, but uh, okay. Well, that, that's in like a real. That's that's in like uh, Chicago, I think, is that, and uh, just basically in some poor communities where there's not a lot of uh, uh, property tax money going into that. But you, a, a government school advocate would say no amount of money is too much. We need to educate our kids. They need to know trigonometry if they want to be able to be engineers. Well, that's that's where they that's where they they need to understand that that this money can be reappropriated in different ways. Where where the uh, the people that don't want to pay into that program uh, don't have to, but that money can be generated in different ways. What kind of ways do you suggest? Uh, well, I, I'm I'm closer to being an advocate of the uh, voucher program than probably uh, what either of you two would be in terms of uh, completely uh, revoking the need but- for individuals not involved in school to pay for it. I'm, I don't, don't, don't put me in the category as uh, entirely against vouchers. I think that there are some advantages to them. However, I think that there's some real disadvantages to them, too. Wait, are you for government schools? No. Okay, well, well yeah. then you can't be for vouchers because vouchers are just taking people's money, which were intended for government schools, and then uh, putting them through some bureaucracy and then handing a portion of it back to the people that it was originally stolen from. I mean, how can anybody who is uh, against state education be in favor of vouchers? Are you asking me? Yeah, you, Mark. I'm, I'm saying that I think that vouchers would create a certain amount of competition among schools, and I think competition's good. Well, except for the fact that it's uh, negated by the point that vouchers actually uh, put the state in control of private schools, because in order to get their hands on the money from the vouchers, they have to bow down to the state regulations that up until they, uh, they decided to take the vouchers, they would not have had to abide by. So uh, vouchers actually end up just being another method for state control of private schools, so basically turning private schools into arms of the state government. That would be the problems i was talking about yeah your thoughts well my, my thoughts are that uh the the structure for a state school has to be there at at some level otherwise we're going to have uh too many kids just out in the streets uh wasting not only their lives but getting in other people's ways wait so you're you're and, telling hold on a second why would that be are you suggesting that parents just don't like their their children and they don't care about their ki- children's education they would just let them wander the streets is that what you're there, saying? There are a lot of yeah, there are a lot of morons out there. I guess that's what I'm saying. So, so would you allow if you were a private property owner, would you allow kids to loiter on your property? Would you be a party to that? I wouldn't, but there are plenty of property owners that already do, and they profit off of it. And I just I, I see it as being a way to uh, to stave off any increasing crime rates that are already there. I mean, it's 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 sort of like the the uh, curve that you, you'd see when abortion was made illegal. So made you illegal. support forced education, then? I support forcing kids to be out of society's way, yeah. What does that mean? Having them not just be out on the streets doing their own thing. 
Uh, there might so be you you support that, imprisoning but... them basically uh, for for you know eight hours a day or whatever you know just to get them out of the way. That's what no, you're saying. No, he's he's for homeschooling too. Well, yeah, it's, but it's some sort of a it's some sort of a, a curfew methodology I have in mind, where in that uh, uh, children aged under uh, fourteen aren't uh, aren't allowed to be under complete. Uh, lack of supervision by their parents. They're either sent to some sort of organization or they're actually in the parents' home. So, so you, you would have that be at all times. Uh, so, if a, a young person was on the street, I'm just trying to understand your vision here. You're saying that if it's noontime and or four in the afternoon or whatever, if the person is under 14, they either have to what be in some government uh, concentration camp uh, known as a school, or they have to actually be in their parents' house or on their way to or from one of those two locations. Yeah, exactly. But what if they're playing baseball be... down at the uh, the field at the end of the block? Well, Do they would, need a, like a hall no, pass? Baseball would have to be baseball. It'd be like a hall pass, but baseball would take place. Outside so you would have the police. You'd, uh, hold on, Mark. I, I know you got a question here, but you would have the police basically stopping every young person and demanding to see their pass to go to the baseball field, things like that. You'd have, basically have a, a total police state for all young young people in America. Uh, under fourteen, between the wow. hours of uh, twelve midnight and say uh, three p.m. 3 p.m.? 12 midnight and 3 p.m. So they would only be able to be out after 3 and until midnight. Mark, go ahead with your question. I know you have Well, I, I think that he, uh, he's, he's pretty much, you know, when you're talking about the afternoon and kids being able to play and that kind of thing, do you think, uh, you're an advocate of homeschooling, um, do you think that homeschoolers should be able to have their kids play during the day before 3 p.m. Um, and not be able to, and then do their schoolwork in the evening instead? Like, you know, for whatever reason their schedule fits around that? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm not claiming to have a completely flesh. They'd have out, to have a hall uh, pass, though, Mark, in well, order to allow that to happen. Not, a homeschooling pass. These aren't easy questions. I understand where you're coming from, wanting kids to be, you know, have some kind of supervision because there are people out there in the world. I think that no. probably wouldn't take uh, care of their kids the way that you and I would. I don't know whether, uh, you know, a system of, uh, I, I'm certain that a system of uh, curfews and that kind of thing isn't going to really work very yeah. well. And you're going to have cops that are just hassling kids. Cops love to hassle kids. I don't know why, right. but it seems to be the, the nature of it well, all. Well, it's being a bully. You know, you go after the people you can easily victimize. Well, Thanks for the call tonight. Maybe they want to teach them something Appreciate instead. the disturbing, dystopian, uh, kind of weird, <laughs> scary vision of a, a police state for young people. Look, uh, if somebody's actually committing a crime, if young people are actually on the street, streets breaking into people's houses or vandalizing or he's, hurting others. He's not against young people. He's against their parent, poor parenting. That's what he's trying to prevent. I, I understand that, but the fact is, uh, you know, what he's talking about is a police state. So how about we just uh, deal with criminals as they come about? Most kids are pretty good kids. I mean, they might cause a little bit of trouble, you know, blow up some frogs with some M80s or whatever. Uh, but, I did it too. Uh, but for the most part, they're, they're not really doing anything significantly dangerous. Uh, and if they are, then deal with that on an individual basis. But don't punish everybody just because there's a few bad apples out there. That's what he's talking about, proposing this crazy curfew system. I don't want anything to do with that. I want my kids, if they want to be able to go take a walk at nighttime or want to go out in the, you know, in the morning, they should be able to do that if I'm homeschooling well, or whatever the reason is. I think that what you're pointing out here is that government always has unintended consequences. You try to prevent something bad, you know, somebody from making a bad choice, and you really can't prevent everyone from making bad choices. Perhaps you can prevent some of them. And But in the process of preventing some of them from making bad choices, what you end up doing is... Uh, Enslaving in, everyone. You know, uh, other people are then limited in what they can do. So... Right. 
Let's I, continue. As a matter of fact, I, I not that I know much about uh, the idea of kids running amok, but I, I saw a, a comedy thing with Dave Chappelle recently where he was talking about, and this only happens in the ghetto. I saw a baby at midnight standing on the street corner <laughs> in a diaper with his thumb in his mouth. So he was suggesting that, uh, you know, where he was, and I don't remember what town it was, but he was suggesting that he saw, okay, maybe a young toddler mm-hmm. um, standing out of the street corner in a diaper, and, and for some reason they were safe in the middle of the night. Well, I think that there's laws already against this. I would imagine that there are, and it's not being prevented now. We're not preventing it now. The bad parents are still letting their kids do whatever, I guess. Let's go and talk to Daryl listening in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Daryl. Daryl in California, going once. Yes, that's me. Hey, Daryl, what's on your mind? Uh, just, uh, it's just kind of funny when you were talking to that first guy who called in about... Uh, you know, who's against uh, homeschooling. You mentioned uh, chemistry specifically, chemistry classes. And my first thought was um, those old chemistry kits that you hear about that I guess were supposed to have been been around during the 1950s where you could, like, read instructions and stuff. But now they've outlawed them. them. What was that? But now they've outlawed them. Of course, now they've outlawed them. (laughs) (laughs) You can only be trusted with them in front of a chemistry teacher certified by the state. Hey, Daryl, hang on. We'll bring it back. I know you had something else to say. Here in moments, more with Daryl and your calls as well about anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number. At 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is both fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents. They do LLCs, patents, wills, trademarks, living trusts, living wills, power of attorneys, all kinds of stuff. It's it's not a website of, of attorneys, but it was started by an attorney. That's LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. All right, let's continue. Daryl is still on the line in California. I wanted to comment on the homeschooling controversy tonight. Uh, go ahead, Daryl, with your other thoughts, sir. Yeah. Um, basically, on the subject of you know home kits and stuff like that, um, I was, when I was going through school, I was always uh, considerably ahead of my peers in the subject of electronics mm-hmm. because I happened to be lucky enough to have a father that knew a lot about that and worked with it in the course of his uh, job. And I had this thing called a 50-in-1 electronics kit that was basically a big old board that had a whole bunch of different, uh, you know, electronic components with little springs you could put wires in and you could, you know, sure. route the current however you wanted to. Yeah, like Radio Shack sold those when I was growing up, so I'm sure they're yeah, still out yeah. there. It was, and my point is that, you know, if if we had been the homeschooling types, we weren't. I went to government school. But if we had... I can easily imagine that if you're the homeschooling type and you happen to have a skill like that, you might be willing to extend that to the children of some of some of your, you know, your friends and neighbors as well. Yeah. Um, And this is something that you can create a whole network of people around town. And they do. You're you're really you're really touching on something. Sorry. Of course, if you you probably run up against uh, the law if you try to do that. That is the biggest problem. I mean. Yeah, the, the, 
it's it's true. Is um you know the fact is a one parent decided to uh, do some homeschooling and several parents, three or four of them, said, "Hey, t- homeschool my kid that's the same age too," because my wife's going to a uh, you know mommy and me thing. All the kids are the same age. They're going to grow up around each other. So yeah. it, it would I'll bet these these ladies um, stay in touch a little bit. If one of them decided to homeschool, which my wife will, the rest of them could send their kids to that homeschool program. You know, three or four, and and then you know the the cost savings would be tremendous to society. Nobody ever thinks of this this option, and you can believe that the teachers union would flip out if they um, if anybody talks about anything like this. They, you know, it's a, what a terrible idea. Well, you're, they're going to get a significantly better education from my wife and with you know five kids uh, at home than they would out there in in a government school. Thank you, Daryl, for your call tonight. We appreciate you being on the show with us. Let's talk to Stephen in Colorado. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Stephen, Colorado, going once. Stephen in Colorado, going twice. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, sir, you're on the air. All righty. Uh, I don't even know where to start with that guy who called up, the uh, one who wanted to chastise you for everything under the sun about schools. Yes, the, you mean the government school back. advocate, Michael, earlier? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, he was wrong on, on almost everything. You guys <laughs> said that homeschoolers were more likely to get into college. You were correct about that. When we started homeschooling our daughter, we signed up with this homeschoolers association, this nationwide group, and they sent us a videotape. We watched it, and they they had some nice young lady narrating this video, and they showed all these all this data, these statistics. And uh, among those, they said that homeschool uh, students, homeschool graduate graduates, were more likely to vote. They were more likely to get higher paying jobs. They were more likely to go to college. They were more likely to graduate from college. Uh, my own oldest daughter uh, was homeschooled. Uh, from grade, I think, sixth or seventh grade up till graduation. She married a uh, man who was homeschooled. He is now in, in uh, college to be a lawyer. Uh, she is in college to be a geologist. Um, unlike the public educated kids, um, the teachers didn't have to spend the first semester or two semesters catching them up on all the stuff that they should have learned in high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot and, of kids, uh, you're absolutely right, a lot of kids that come out of the government education system, if they do go into college, they have to take these aptitude tests that in a lot yeah. of cases absolutely put them back at a, at a you know, an early high school learning level and they have to take the same old courses over, uh, you know, over again. Right. What about the big objection that you hear a lot and he mentioned? What about the socialization aspect? Oh, Did well, do- she, she gets socialization at, at church and at 4-H. There you go. I mean, there's plenty of it. Now yeah. she has a ton of cousins. And then, Mark, let me throw this out real quick. Mark said something, I think it was Mark, said something about, uh, or maybe it was you, Ian, that, um, well, they're interested in it. They'll, they'll go back and they'll learn it because they're interest, interested in it. Yes. And that's true. My my uh, 12-year-old is repeating pre-algebra. She's not the best at math. She really loves history and uh, and literature and science. She's not the best at math. This year, she's repeating pre-algebra. Why? Because she said, Dad, I don't think that I got pre-algebra last year. You know, I you'd think never I hear repeat it this year. You'd never hear that from a student at, in government school. You would, exactly. Never. You'd never hear that. And even up until the very end of the conversation, the man also said two other things that you guys were right on about, and he was totally off the mark. Uh, you said, what, he, uh, he said, what kind of job can you get? Uh, oh, you can only get a ten or fifteen hour dollar a uh, dollar an hour job if you only have a high school education. Listen, I work in the energy industry. Our entry level jobs start at uh, fifty five thousand a year. 
Uh, I have a high school education. I make one hundred and five thousand dollars a year, Mister. Yep. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, and and then the other thing you said about the uh, economist, uh, he mentioned, oh yeah, what if you want to be an economist? And you said, oh yeah, you only learn Keynesianism. Exactly. I have a friend who went to UMass. He wanted to be an economist. Um, he went to UMass. His teachers were two socialists. He learned Keynesian economic uh, uh, economics. I'm sure he, he did. Uh, he went out and uh, bought some Rothbard, bought some Mises, bought some Hazlitt afterwards after he graduated, and now he's an Austrian economist. There you go. I think you made some great well, counterpoints, and I thank you for the call tonight. I really appreciate right. hearing from you, somebody you know, with some real experience in the world of homeschooling. Yeah, and that, that doesn't just want to control somebody else's life. Um, when it comes to the socialization aspect of uh, government school versus homeschool, uh, you know, I think I can handle beating up my kid and teaching him to cuss myself. I don't need public school <laughs> for that crap. So, uh, briefly, the, uh, the, the concept of self-starting, um, you know, the idea that homeschoolers, as we found out, homeschoolers absolutely can get great jobs. Uh, homeschooled kids absolutely have plenty of opportunities, and if they want to go off to college, they certainly can. And back to tie in, uh, and as he tied in with what I said earlier about how uh, in, if you want to, you can, your, your homeschooled child can go and, and pursue the, um, the things that interest them the most, I think that's a good thing to have because then it really allows them to uh, to explore the areas that are most interesting to them, and that is kind of a uh, an almost an entrepreneurial idea in that it, it it teaches them to go after what it is they're interested in. And I think the kids don't get um, in, in homeschool; they don't get the the sort of the I, my love for learning was killed inside exactly. of. Government if you school. have to read the books they say you have to read and do the reports they say you have to do, you begin to resent the process of learning, and that's that's how I felt, Mark. I never read I never read a single textbook in my entire career in government education in the, the government education system. Never you mean once front to back or ever even a little bit. Never even read a single chapter in a textbook huh. when I was in government I don't know how school. You to do I didn't it. want to have anything to do with that crap. And as far as the books that they assigned me to read, it was just BS. I just, you know, read a few portions and made up some nonsense. If I'd actually been able to choose the things I wanted to do, it would have been totally different. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The live Saturday edition is what we're doing. The number is 1-800-259-9231, and that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and they include the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with thousands of our listeners. Over 375,000 posts await you. Lots to talk about. Serious to fun. You'll find it all at freetalklive, or rather, bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. A new online store featuring whimsical decorative knobs and poles is now open for business. Funknobs.com is catered toward consumers looking to give the playroom, kids' room, bathroom, or even the kitchen a unique and fun flair. Toll-free phone customer service is also available at 1-877-820-9224. Funknobs.com is the creation of parent company Internobs.com, online since 2004. 
Boy, they're just Laura is going to want to buy more knobs now, isn't she? Now that she knows about fun knobs. I don't know. I think uh, I think we're good on the knobs we've got. I, I at least have to. Yeah, I haven't yet even installed them yet. So you need to get some cute knobs for Jack, though. Yeah, they're liable to be a problem. Yeah, you need to tell Laura about this so she can buy some more stuff. Funknobs.com. And what about? Is there a discount for fun knobs, Mark? Can I'm we sure find you can out? use code FTL to save. Uh, you know, the, the same ten. Can you verify that? I mean, you, you're 100% sure on that. I, I was just supposed to mention this. It isn't a subsidiary of uh, Interknobs. Uh, Peter Tedesco, who is uh, who runs the the, the thing, is a big uh, supporter of the show, I don't see that there would be any problem at all. Okay, very good. Code FTL uh, probably will allow you to save 10%, but I p- would like you to verify that for me so we don't have to keep saying maybe, probably, most likely. All right, 800-259-9231. We go to your calls about what you want. Martha is on the line listening to WKCT Hi in Bowling there. Green. Hello, Martha. Yes. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I just have something to say. Number one, are there any women that ever call in? There are. There were a few earlier on in the program. I and guess I missed that. Our lady listeners do get preference. That's why I took you ahead of uh, okay. three guys that were on hold. Okay. So. All right. I just have, I think I'm listening to this conversation, and you just keep missing the basic point. Really? About what? Yes. Yes. I have had the privilege of teaching in the, I have a little dancing school. Cool. So for 40 years, I have seen a diverse of parents and education and have seen the evolution, and not in just one school or one environment. It's like children who are homeschooled, private schooled, public schooled on a daily basis. Okay. Okay. Number one, it is the basic, the parents that have to face the challenge of whatever education opportunity, remember I said word opportunity, is open to them. There are children who are being schooled publicly. Those parents have to stay there and make sure that their children, that the funds are being uh, distributed evenly and that their children are getting the education that they need. And also, if your children is homeschooled, or they are in a private school, those parents have a challenge to make sure that their children have the experience of diversity culturally, economically, socially, morally, and especially children with special needs. I have to say there's no doubt, Martha, that parents are absolutely you're right. Their uh, parents are the most critical factor in any yeah. uh, go- in any school situation. If your if your kids are going to government school, which I do not recommend, uh, parental involvement is going to result in better results for your kids than not being involved whatsoever. Yeah. So certainly you're right about that. And some parents, I wouldn't homeschool my children because I just wouldn't be able to do that. I just well, don't fine. have those skills. And parents who homeschool, they network together. They do. If there's a parent who's homeschooling and she's skilled in one or whoever is skilled in one area and another, they network. Yep. And you know? Sure enough. I'm with you. You know, and, and you what the main thing is no matter how a child is educated, you ha- watch your children play when they're little. If you have a little boy that's taking a little toy car apart and putting it back together. Maybe he's going to be a mechanic. Yep, I play is so important. Play is just it. it you know, it, it's it's really work that you want to do. Yes, exactly. Watch them, and then through their education, gear them in the right direction. And one thing I do have, I really had this strong feeling against, um, not against. Well, 
the problem that I've had with public school for my children, which I did choose. I was I had private school education, but I chose public school education mm. for my children. But there's one thing that I see is the stress on academics. I see, I tell you, the traits, the trades, don't seem to be emphasized. That's what bothers me the most. I agree with you on that. That's why the government schools are, uh, one of the reasons why government schools are so terrible is because it is one-size-fits-all educating, and it doesn't in any way customize. Yeah, I know they've got elective classes they can take, but they're not very uh, specific, and there's not a really good variety out there. And I'm with you, and Martha, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. I I echo your concerns. And then, of course, there's the whole government factor, which uh, the government schools teach kids that government is great, and they teach kids that government is... Problems. Yeah, and it's, it's the really bad at it. Right. I mean, the things that kids will learn in the government school are very, very dangerous to their uh, their mental well-being. And it, as I said earlier, it's a Prussian system. If you go and look at John Taylor Gatto's books, uh, he's a he's a former Teacher of the Year for New York State, and he has he has come out and outed uh, the government school system for what it really is. And it really is. Yes, there are exceptions to this, for the most part. The government school system is designed to dumb people down. It's designed to create a worker class, a class of people who will not question their circumstances, whose uh, goal in life is to just get a job and keep it for as long as they possibly can so they can retire someday, and that's about it. Never question their situation, never question their lot in life, and really, it's it's about dumbing down, whereas homeschooling and uh, private schooling gets the you know gets results. That's the facts, and so there should not be anybody who is forced to uh, to fi- to pay their hard-earned money to send kids to a school system, government schools that they have fundamental disagreements with, and it's uh, it's absolutely slavish you know, to and, do uh, anything otherwise. And to, to think that uh, you know the, the 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 idea has been brought forth tonight that homeschoolers should have some kind of they should have to you know uh, fill out some kind of paperwork and you know say what their curriculum is and you know the kids should have to do some tests standardized tests that kind of thing now uh, i think my wife and i are pretty smart cookies i think we can handle uh educating my son jack to to some level or another and then network amongst the parents to get him educated beyond that but i'm not going to fill out any government paperwork i'm not going to tell the government what you know i'm not going to let them uh, be involved in jack's education at all what do you support in not not you and the the listener what do you support be done to me i know, maybe the the idea of of some kind of regulation sounds good to you but what are you willing to have happen because if you put that regulation in place the only thing that the government can do is take my son away from me that's the only thing they can do now you'll say well that's that's your fault that's your fault for having no. that happen no it's your fault for supporting the regulation let's talk to nick in colorado nick you're on free talk live with the and mark what's on your mind tonight I was just going to hang up. <laughs> Here you are. I got you. Um, I don't know. I was going to talk about Santa Claus, but... <laughs> sure. But, but, uh, you can do that. Can I talk about Santa Claus? Of course. How about the Easter Bunny? Not whatever you want, sir. Go okay. Well, you can talk about any imaginary creature you'd like. Yeah. Jesus? Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that actually believe in Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. It's true. Most of them are under the age of six. Well, I know a lot of parents out there, and they teach their kids that there's Santa Claus and Easter Bunny. Yeah, they do. They do that, but I don't think the parents. And those in fact are the believe. same ones that are that are buy into this um, big government propaganda. They teach their children that the government loves you and 
all that good stuff. I don't know if that's. I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't know what they think. I think they just think that. I don't. I don't know what don't people know think if, as far as uh, you know. And, and, um, gov- the nanny the state. Schools, they also teach them about Santa Claus at school and stuff. So do we do want they? our kids going to school and learning all this? imaginary stuff i know i don't i would not send my kid to a government school i can't imagine what it's like for kindergarten teachers because some of the students at age six probably have to know that santa claus is um you know not real and then some don't know that yet and trying to keep the oh yeah if you let that out of the box it always blows up somebody always gets angry thanks for the call dude we're short on time i appreciate it i know you had more call us monday if you didn't get a chance to get it all out uh, 800-259-9231. We've got uh, more calls on the line. You're going to try to fit as many of them in here as possible, even in these remaining moments. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. Not going to give you the number because we're in the remaining moments, and we just have enough time to take the calls that are on the line, if we're lucky here. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free on the site, so enjoy them all on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, we would like you to become an amplifier. It stands, uh, AMP, by the way, stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in three bucks a month to the show. It's automatically taken out of any major credit card or your PayPal account. And we take that money and reinvest it in Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations across the country. Hopefully we'll have at least another station sign on with us uh, starting next week. You and make it sound like you're buying our time on radio stations. We, we don't do not. that. No, um, we we, we're we marketing adver- the show. Yeah, we, we market the show to those radio stations. Right. So uh, buying the time would be much, much more expensive. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I yeah. suppose we would oh, then, gosh, be, able to, would be, so much then be able to sell the uh, the avails and the commercials uh, and to recoup some of that money. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's a, an acceptable uh, way to do it. And it's the major the stations you can't buy on anyway. No. So. It's not the way a real radio show does business. Business. It's you know maybe a way to get your foot in the door at a local radio station if you want to get on the air. But as far as being in the business we're doing, syndicated talk radio, no way. Uh, so the money is used to market Free Talk Live and get on more radio stations across the country and also bring more Internet listeners to the program. And so more people will hear the message of freedom and liberty. Uh, if that's valuable to you and you like Free Talk Live, go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board and get the perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. As we continue with your calls, Tom has been waiting patiently in Arizona. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Tom, are you there, sir? I hear him. You've got to talk right into your phone. We can barely hear you. Go ahead. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Go ahead. All right. Hi. My name is Sean Sobel. And Sean. Okay. I am currently have a disease called Duchenne's muscular dystrophy. Okay. Sorry now, to hear about that. The government, I think, is not allowing for cures to be... Curable. I mean, they never, they always deny stem cell research, and it's pissing me really off because I am getting weaker every day, and yeah. they don't do anything. All, all they care about is their money and not the people. And well, I'm they'll claim they'll claim on the face that they're out there protecting people from bad medicine, but in fact, in reality, what they're doing, the FDA's process, their approval process, which takes 19 years and like a billion dollars or something like that to complete, actually keeps helpful medications and treatments out of your hands. So without the government, if without the FDA and the other government regulatory agencies out there, you would be able to get experimental treatments uh, as soon as you possibly could, as soon as the marketplace could 
could get them to you, but no. The government stands in the way and says, Whoa! We don't want anybody to get hurt by your treatment, so we're just going to sit here and look at it for 19 years and think about it before we let it let it go out. But in the meantime, people like you are having, you know, with a de- degenerative condition or whatever, uh, terminally ill, you're having uh, more pain, you're having more problems in your life because of it, but the government doesn't care about that. After all, it does. it's not concerned with what actually happens to you. It's only concerned with, as you say, money, getting those billion dollars through the door. And, and covering their butts. Oh, and also protecting the drug companies. And thank you for the call. I'm glad you called in tonight. Protecting the drug companies. Not only do the drug companies have to pay through the nose to uh, you know, get their drugs approved, but they also understand that smaller companies, startup organizations, for instance, cannot afford the billion-dollar price tag. I, and I, I'm pulling that number, and I know it's a big, big number. They cannot afford this huge price tag that the government has put on the cost of bringing a drug to the marketplace. So they understand that there's very, very limited competition in their field, and limited competition, of course, means higher prices, less choice in the marketplace, not to mention the government's approval process also means significantly higher prices as well. So getting the government out of health care is the best way to help people like Tom and other people that are sick and really need help. 800-259-9231. We continue with, uh, I believe, Jeff is on the line in New Jersey on the amp line. Hello, Jeff. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hey, how are you guys doing? I came hey. up to New Jersey, or I'm sorry, New Hampshire last weekend, actually. Oh, excellent. As a result of, yeah, I know, of uh, being motivated by all the great stuff that I've heard. And honestly, I was frustrated. Um, how so? I, well, I'm, I'm looking at buying land up there as a result of becoming a listener of your show and wanting to become a Free State Project member. And I've talked to you before about the limitations imposed by my wife and whatever. But, sure, okay. You know, so we come up there, and uh, I want to look at this land, and, I mean, I have the cash available to pay in cash for the land, and hmm. the real estate agent says, well, this land is recreational use, and, oh, and it's a 20-acre plot, and so, therefore, you're not going to be able to get a building permit. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't understand, you know? And she's like, well, uh, let me give you the names of these two bankers that I can talk to, and I'll try to work on the building permit for you. And so it's like, here I am. I'm trying to – I just want to buy this land outright, and I don't understand what the difference is in, you know, maybe 50 or 100 years ago, if you bought a plot of land and you built something on there, A-OK. And nowadays, even in the free state. Well, it's not the free state. It's going to hopefully be the free state in the future, but we need a lot of work. Uh, There needs to be a lot of people here uh, living for you before that actually happens. You know what I would suggest that you do, and I understand your frustrations. In fact, Sam from Texas, our friend from the Obscured Truth Network, ObscuredTruth.com, called a local radio show this morning to talk about that very same issue, the issue of just buying a plot of land that's supposedly unbuildable and going ahead and building on it and, uh, you know, seeing what they do about it. I don't know if that's a risk you're willing to take, but there are other people that are out there thinking the very same things that you are. So whether or not you build now or you build later, getting here sooner rather than later is going to help you meet the people that you're going to need to meet in order to perhaps uh, be civilly disobedient or non-cooperative on this issue. There's a long way to go before we you know, actually achieve liberty in our lifetimes, and uh, having you here is going to improve our chances and your chances as well, rather than staying in New Jersey where you currently are. Well, yeah, I understand that. I mean, like I said, I've got family issues. Sure. Uh, I mean, as far as just buying the land, I'm I'm pretty much ready to just do that. And 
the only thing is that I wouldn't be able to move up, you know, maybe five years at the minimum. And so, you know, in that time, the, the township or whatever the county that had jurisdiction supposedly over the land, I'm sure would be well and able to build a case against me. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just downheartening to think that here I am, I'm ready to buy land up there, and I'm being stifled by these bureaucrats that want nothing more than control and money over me. Why can't I build a cabin up there that's, you know, heated with propane, yet maybe I could have a generator for electricity, and who cares? Why? Uh, they, they won't let you build a cabin on recreational land? No cabins on recreational land? That's my understanding that you can. Well, he said that he checked into told, it, Mark. Yeah, what I was told is that there would be no building permit issued. However, like I said, this is kind of a corruption issue in my mind is the real estate agent can work on a building permit for me. I mean, do I have to pay you uh, some sort of bribe to get you to get my permit to build That's a, what a permits cabin? are. I mean, permits are a bribe. I mean, that's essentially, it's a, it's a nicer word for bribe. That's what it is. It's bribing the gang to leave you alone right. and let someone you build. To, someone to give you permission to build on your land? I mean, doesn't that sound like extortion? Right. Mm-hmm. What we need is more people up here How with your... charge me taxes? Yeah, it's crazy. What we need is more people like you up here who are willing to just say, screw you, I'm going to go ahead and build anyway, and you know, then let's see what they do, and we'll figure out how to respond to it uh, when we cross that bridge. And I thank you for the call and hope to see you here sooner rather than later. 800-259-9231, just enough time for Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Hey, what's it's on been your mind? a very interesting and sort of uh, entertaining show this evening. Just sort of. Uh, I wanted to say that the real purpose of education is sort of lifelong. I agree. And yeah, I'm still learning. I think uh, ultimately the goal of education is to understand our world and ourselves and how to answer questions, how to research the answers, how to understand opinion. And homeschooling and private schooling tend to engender the notion of leadership, which is a direct threat to the, you know, government. Yeah, and the status quo. Those that, those that are in the elite. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, uh, we have to realize that anyone can, you know, do well on the SAT if you're willing to spend two years preparing with the Princeton Review, going to the courses. And I would say learn Microsoft Office. And, That's a uh, valuable skill. Do your own. No, literally. It and is. all of those people that want to be, you know, in certain areas of medicine or engineering, well, it looks as if those jobs are being outsourced to China and India and other nations where the uh, price differential is much more favorable. So, in a sense, we're going to be in many occupations in our career, and we have to be flexible. And I think homeschooling and private schooling sort of. Uh, engenders this in the students. Some of the best commentary you've had, Frank. Thank, thank you, sir, you. for the call tonight. Certainly appreciate and um, in 100% agreement. Not always in agreement with Frank, but no, tonight... No. Man, it's a man's he, opinion. He nailed it. Hey, it's been Ian here with you. And Mark. We will return, not tomorrow, but Monday night, and you can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Wishing you a happy and safe and fun weekend. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 